Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and uh, welcome to part two of my two-part series from um, just going through uh, the cash flow quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, I was, as I said on my last podcast, I was just thinking about different types of investors, and I remembered um, he did talk about that in this book that I'd read many, 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 many years ago. Um, I think it was just pre-2000, actually, that's how many years it is ago. But he talks about seven levels of investor, and obviously in the first one, I went through zero, one, two, and level three. And level three was broken up into a couple of different levels. And in fact, level three, the last one in level three is one that we see here quite regularly. And uh, and that is the uh, the gambler, uh, or what he calls the gambler. And I've often called them the gamblers myself, but it is interesting reading some of that um, because Robert talks about these people, or what he goes on to say is these people are the worst investors on the planet or the planet has ever known. They are always trying to hit a home run. They usually strike out, and when they ask how they're doing, they're always about even or a little bit up. Um, you know how many times I've heard that. And we get people all the time ringing us up on the phone, and they go, oh, I've been trading for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. You go, how are you going? Oh, yep, I'm a little bit up or about even, um, you know. Do okay is another one that they also say, and it's um, in actuality, or Robert Kiyosaki talks about in actuality, they've lost a lot of money um, and huge amounts of time in my book as well is they often play around the edges and think they're trying to do something really, really cheap, but uh, and they do lose money. And if you sort of calculate their time cost benefit of what they do, uh, they're probably better off working at McDonald's on their hourly rate. Um, uh, he goes on to say this type of investor loses money over 90% of the time, and I absolutely 100% agree with that. They never discuss their losses. They only remember the killing they made six years ago. And some of these people didn't even make that. Um, they think they were smart and fail to recognize they were just merely lucky. They think that all they need is one big deal and they'll be on easy street. And so society calls these this person an incurable gambler. And deep down, they're simply just lazy when it comes to investing money and I often call people on uh, when I do seminars, I say, if you're a lazy person, then don't get into share trading. It's not one of those pursuits you can do if you're going to be very, very lazy. But if you are somebody who doesn't want to put a lot of or put effort into it, then you're probably going to be sitting in this level three types of investor. So level four is the next one. Um, obviously, we've covered zero, one, two, and three. Level four is long-term investors. And said these investors are clearly aware of the need to invest. They are actively involved in their own investment decisions. They have a clearly laid out long-term plan allow, which will allow them to reach their financial objectives and they invest in their education before actually buying an investment. They take advantage of periodical investing, investing and whenever possible invest in, tax, in a tax advantage way. And most importantly, they seek out advice from competent financial planners. Um, and it is interesting. We do see occasionally see these sorts of people. They are they understand that investing and and when I use investing and trading, to me those two words words can be quite interchangeable. But when we when I meet these types of people, and they are few and far between, I would say they're probably maybe one in a hundred people that I get to talk to, is that they've been doing it over a number of years. They know that 
building real wealth doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you've got to set a plan and slowly work that plan. As you're going through life and you start investing and you know that returns are going to come some year, but not another year and you get great returns different times. Some years you'll have losses. And that's what a lot of people don't understand with the share market is you might have a share portfolio, but it's not going to be in positive territory pretty much every single year if you're an investor. If you're a trader, you you obviously, the years the market's more bearish, you've got to be a little bit more active to try and stay in front of the market there. So the next one that he's got is called number level number five, which is called the sophisticated investor. Uh, and these investors can afford to seek more aggressive or risky investment strategies. Uh, why? Because they've got good money habits, a solid foundation of money and investment, and also investment savvy. They are not new to the game. They are focused uh, and not usually diversified. They have a long track of winning on a constant basis and they've had enough losses that give them the wisdom that only comes from making mistakes and learning from them. Um, sophisticated investors are, again, few and far between. Most people don't last in the markets long enough to become a sophisticated investor or sophisticated trader. Most people default to, oh, at least I've got superannuation and that's where that safety net of having compulsory superannuation makes people lazy because they think, oh, well, I'm putting money into super with my job. I'm getting my 9, 10%, whatever that is. Uh, and that'll suffice for my retirement. But the challenge is, is still today, you know, most people retiring, uh, retiring on some form of government pension. Um, and you don't need to be looking too hard into those figures to know that it's not necessarily a lifestyle. It's more of an existence that a lot of these people are retiring on. I mean, as the average, I think the average male is retiring on some around two fifty, three hundred thousand. Female is probably not even more than a couple of hundred thousand. So it really is more of an existence when you talk about getting returns of maybe maybe five percent, and you only have to look out there for people in their sixties and seventies and looking at how many that are really, really financially free to be able to do what they want when they want. The last category Robert has is called the capitalist. And these are people that are really running their own businesses and doing multiple different things. But uh, but uh, he goes on to say, a few people in the world reach this level of investment excellence. Um, in America, less than one person in 100 is a true capitalist. This person is usually an excellent um, B as well as I, and this is part of his cash flow quadrant. Um, you need to understand his cash flow quadrant to understand B and I. Um, business and investment, that's what they mean. B for business, I for investment. Because he or she can create a business and an investment opportunity simultaneously. A capitalist purpose is to make money more synergistically, orchestrating other people's money and other people's talents and other people's time. Often they are the movers and shakers that America and other great companies, countries to become great financial powers. So these are generally people who have multiple streams of income and that's who the people that you like. So you might know some people like that, some business people here, but uh, it really is a, an interesting book to read and talk, look about investing and it does actually highlight you know, different uh, levels of investors and you really do need to know what level investor you are. But... Uh, uh, he says, or he says on page 95, he goes, if you're truly sincere about getting wealthy, quickly read and reread the seven levels. Each time I read the levels, I see a little of myself in all of the levels. I recognize only strengths, but also, as Zig Ziglar says, character flaws that hold me back. The way to great financial wealth is to strengthen your strengths 
and address your character flaws. And the way to do that is by first recognizing them rather than pretending you are flawless. And, and again, I'd have to 100% agree with what he just said. A lot of people fail to recognize their weaknesses. Um, and this is a man thing, a bit more than a lady thing, but um, it really is about your future is decided by you. Um, Robert goes on to say, we all want to think our, the best of ourselves. I've dreamt of being a level six capitalist for most of my life. I knew this and that's what I wanted to become from the moment my rich dad explained the similarities between a stock picker and a person who bets on horses. But after studying the different levels of this list, I could see the character flaws that hold me back. Although I do operate today as a level six investor, I continue to read and reread the seven levels and work on improving myself. I've always found the better I improve myself, the better my wealth is from that. Uh, um, he goes on just to finish off this chapter, or chapter five of the, the cash flow quadrant. He says, um, big warning, anyone with a goal of becoming a level five or level six investor must develop their skills first as a level four investor. Level four cannot be skipped on your path to a level five or six. Anyone who tries to become a level five or level six investor without the skills of a level four investor is really a level three investor. And he means dot, 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 the gambler. So it, it really is a, it's a good book to read. So if you go to the library or go down to pretty much any good bookshop, they will have the cash flow quadrant. Have a good read of it, but really have a read of it with the hat on as, where am I? It's, it's no longer good enough to have one income stream. We're seeing young people today can't or are struggling to get into their first homes. And I think Australia's got this love affair with wanting to have home or own a home, whereas you're so much financially better off if you rent and use your capital to invest. You've got all the tax deductions of investing, so use that. You don't need to live in a house with your name on the title. You just need to control investments and assets. And it's a really good book for young people to read as well. But uh, get in and have a look at those seven levels and see where you fit yourself but be honest with yourself is probably the first important thing and I always agree with people the first point in understanding change is, is recognition so once you recognize where you are and you set the target to where you want to be then you know how to move forward or you should know how to move forward and the first step is always to educate yourself to understand where you are and what you need to do and develop those skills as he talks about to become a good investor because at the end of the day we all know one thing we're born and we die and your future is what you make of it so but uh, as i said have a good read of the book as i said it's, uh, it's one i've read you know as I, said, I think it came out um somewhere just prior to 2000 i believe so it's about 16 or 17 years ago and most of the stuff in it wasn't a revelation to me because um, what i found is a lot of these sorts of books are just a new take on stuff that was out in the 40s and 50s, you know, things like The Millionaire Next Door, um, things like The Richest Man in Babylon is another really good book that I, I've read. I love that type of book. Um, Thinking Grow Rich, You're Born Rich, there's a whole range of different things, those books. These are sorts of books that I used to read when I was in my late teens and early 20s because to me it was about the more I educated myself on how to become successful, uh, the easier it became to be successful because it's about having an attitude. And, and what we find is teaching good share traders or peep traders of whether they're futures, CFDs or share traders is attitude is the most important thing. And, and that's where I get back to being that lazy or that gambler is they're lazy. And, and often I've, I've said hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times at different seminars and in articles, um, if you are lazy 
then you're not going to get the successes, especially in the share market, because it doesn't really care who you are, how good you think you are. The share market will do what it's going to do without any thought of you. So it'll give you money or take your money. And the only difference between the two is your level of knowledge and skill. So don't overestimate how good you might think you are. Um, always be humble with the market. And that's probably the easiest thing I can say to you is be very humble and, and be its student. Not You can't master the share market because it's, it's not one of those vehicles you can master. You can work with it if you understand it. Um, so get out there and educate yourself. But as I said, have a good read. If you've got any questions or you want me to answer anything or you've got a book, good book that you want me to have a bit of a look at and maybe have a talk about, happy to do that as well. So you've been listening to Talking Wealth. Um, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Good luck, take care and safe trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.